Venerable Sir, Brothers and Sisters in the Dharma, we are very fortunate to have been able to invite Longpo, Dharma Vudo Mahathera, to give us a Dharma talk here today in SJBA. The title of today's talk is Lay Persons Certainly Can Become Arya, a topic which is of interest to many lay people who aspire to be liberated from dukkha. Longpo Damavudo Mahatera graduated from University of Malaya in 1971 and worked as an electrical engineer with the Public Works Department for 12 years before renouncing the home life. He was the founder of the Vihara Buddha Gautama and is a monastic advisor to the Theravada Buddhist Council of Malaysia. He has written numerous booklets on Buddhism, for example, Return to the Original Buddha's Teaching, Message of the Buddha, Buddhist Monk's Precepts, Liberation, Relevance of Sutta Vinaya, Only We Can Help Ourselves, etc. Let's fold our palms together and invite Lampo Damavudo Mahathera to give us the talk. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Good evening, huh? brothers and sisters in the Dhamma. A few weeks ago, when I discussed with Brother Chim about having a talk here, he said it would be good if I give a talk huh, that is inspiring to lay people. He said uh, many have been practicing Buddhism for many years huh, and they don't seem to improve, huh, don't seem to have attained huh, some special state. Huh, so some people are disheartened. Huh, so I suggested this talk. Huh, lay persons certainly can become Arya. So hope you will take this to heart and tonight's talk will be inspired to practice in the right way to get to become an Arya. It is very important to practice the right way. There are many people who come into religion and they like to pray, pray for this, pray for that. Because why? They don't know the true Dhamma. The true Dhamma is in the suttas. In one of the suttas in the Anguttara Nikaya 4.180, the Buddha said, if any monk says that the Buddha taught like this and the Buddha taught like that, you should not accept, you should not reject, but must compare with the suttas and for the monastics, the Vinaya. So unless you are familiar with the suttas, there are a lot of wrong teachings around. And you might practice for many years, in the end, uh, you get nothing. So the Buddha said in the Anguttara Nikaya 5.43 uh, that there are several things in life uh, everybody wants. You want to have a good life, you want to have a long life, you want to have a happy life, and after passing away, you want to go to heaven. Everybody wants, isn't it? The Buddha said, uh, you will never get by praying, you will never get by crying for it, by making vows, etc. The Buddha said, you have to do the right thing. And what is the right thing? You can only get the answer from the suttas. So the Buddha, to make you understand, the Buddha gave some examples, some analogies. The Buddha said, suppose a man wanted oil. So he took sesame seeds, chima, moachi, and he ground them. And then he will naturally get oil. Whether he prays for it or he does not pray for it, he will get oil. Yeah, but maybe somebody looking from far thought the sesame seeds looked like sand. So he also wanted to get oil. He took sand and started to grind the sand. So when he did not get oil, he started to pray. 
started to cry, bleed. Will he get oil? Never get oil. In the same way, the Buddha said, somebody wants to get butter. So he gets milk and he churns the milk. Keep churning the milk. Slowly it thickens and turns to butter. Does not have to, 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 to pray for it. Does not have to bleed and make vows, etc. It will come naturally because he's doing the right thing. But another ignorant person, he takes water and he churns the water. Even after one year, ten years, hundred years, he'll never get water. Even he prays, uh, prays to heaven and all that, uh, he'll never never get uh, butter because he's doing the wrong thing. Uh, so it's very important uh, to do the right thing. Nowadays, there's a lot of wrong views. For example, they like to say 84,000 Dharma doors. The Buddha never said that. The Buddha said there's only one door, one path out of suffering uh, that is called the Aryan Eightfold Path. Mm. So tonight's talk, uh, like most of my talks, uh, is based on the suttas, the original discourses of the Buddha found in the early five Nikayas. In the Agutra Nikaya 9.9, the Buddha said uh, there are only nine types of persons in the world. These nine types of persons, first is the putujana, ordinary whirling, who keeps going on the round of rebirths, uh, births and deaths uh, endlessly, uh, and will never get out of it uh, unless he becomes an Arya. The other eight persons uh, out of these nine uh, are the Aryans. First path, first fruit, higher than that is second path, second fruit, third path, third fruit, and fourth path, fourth fruit, uh, only the fourth fruit person uh, is enlightened, fully enlightened. And uh, it's also called an arahan. Uh, an arahan is one who has gotten out of the round of rebirths. Uh. So the others from the first path to the first to the fourth path, uh, these seven uh, are partly liberated. Partly liberated. They are called seka. Aryans who are still on training, have not become fully enlightened. So, in the Sanghita Nikaya 25.1, it is said, when a person attains the first path, in the same lifetime, it turns to fruit. When his wisdom matures, the path will turn to fruit. So, it is probable that it is the same for the others. Second path, will turn to fruit uh, in the same lifetime. Third path will turn to third fruit in the third life in the same lifetime and fourth path will turn to fourth fruit. No? Mm. Now in the Abhidhamma, later books like the Abhidhamma, they say that when you attain the path, uh, immediately the next conscious moment it becomes fruit. No? This contradicts the suttas no? because if a person has attained the path and the next moment it becomes fruit, then there is no chance for you to do dana, offering to a path attainer. Because before you can give him something, he has already turned to become a fruit attainer. But in the Dakina Vibhanga Sutta Majjhima Nikaya 142, it is said that you can make offerings to path attainers and to fruit attainers. That's why you can see there are 
contradictions between the suttas and the later books like the Abhidhamma commentaries, etc. That's why the Buddha said, if any monk teaches and claims that it is the Buddha's teachings, always compare it with the suttas. So, if you don't become an Arya, you will continue to be a Putujana, an ordinary worldling. And you'll continue on the round of rebirths endlessly because uh, time has no end, the Buddha said. So, what's wrong with being a Putujana? If you're reborn in heaven or you're reborn as a human being, uh, it's not, not bad. Sangsara is okay. But the problem is, the Buddha says, uh, there are five destinations of rebirth. Two happy destinations, namely heaven and human. Uh, and three woeful destinations, uh, planes of suffering. Ghost realm, animal realm, and hell realm. Uh. And the problem is, the Buddha says, uh, most of the time, uh, a being in samsara uh, will be reborn in the three woeful planes uh, more often uh, than in the two happy destinations of rebirth. If you are born in the three woeful planes, it's a lot of suffering. Even the ghost realm is a lot of suffering because ghosts, they're hungry most of the time. They wander around at night looking for food, nothing to eat. They have to eat the dead lizard, the dead frog, the dead chicken. And they're so hungry, nothing to eat, they have to eat shit. Sometimes you go to an old hotel, you stay in an old hotel, and you go to the toilet, and all your hair stand up. So, samsara is painful because of rebirth in these three woeful planes. And a putujana will experience this. But once you become an Arya, the Buddha said you will never be reborn in the three woeful planes. You only come back as a human being or go to heaven. So that's why it's important uh, to become an Arya. Otherwise, uh, life is really suffering. Mm. As a human being, uh, life is good. Ma. Yeah? So a lot of people don't understand. Uh, when, they, when they hear the Buddha said, uh, uh, life is suffering, uh, they say, how can? I'm having a good life. Uh, I'm living the American dream. How can you say life is suffering? Yeah. The Buddha didn't mean uh, that human life is suffering. The Buddha meant uh, that if you are in samsara, most of the time you'll be reborn as a ghost or animal or go to hell. Uh, that's why the Buddha says samsara is suffering. Uh, now, how to become an Arya and escape uh, the three woeful realms of rebirth? Uh, the Buddha said uh, in the Diga Nikaya Sutta number 16, uh, Mahaparinibbana Sutta, the Buddha said, uh, where the Aryan Eightfold Path is found, only there you can find Aryans. Where the Aryan Eightfold Path is not found, you can never find Aryans. So in other words, the Aryan Eightfold Path is the only path out of suffering. So if you don't understand this, you will believe later teachings like they talk about 84,000 Dharma doors. And you will be climbing up, the, barking up the wrong tree wasting your whole life. This has happened to many people. So it's very important to know that only if you practice the Aryan Eightfold Path, you can become an Arya. Now how to practice the Aryan Eightfold Path is explained in Majjhima Nikaya 117, Mahachatarisaka Sutta. In that Sutta, the Buddha said, 
to practice the Aryan Eightfold Path, na, the eight factors of the Aryan Eightfold Path, na, Masti Ada System, MAS, na, and that is to enter by right view. There's only one door to, un- to enter the Aryan Eightfold Path, na, that is right view. And right view will bring you to the second factor, right thoughts. And then that will bring you to right speech, right action, right livelihood, right effort, right mindfulness, and right concentration. So the Aryan Eightfold Path must be practiced in that order. If you don't practice it in that order, you'll never become an Arya. So why must we get right view first? Because once you have right view, you have become an Arya. In the Anguttara Nikaya 9.20, the Buddha said a long time ago, he was born as a Brahmin called Velama. He was a very rich Brahmin and he did so much charity, so much charity that a lot of people benefited. But in spite of that, he said the merit was more if he had given to one person with right view. So it means that one person with right view is an Arya. So at that time, uh, because there was no Dhamma in the world, you could not find even a single Arya. So all that charity uh, cannot compare just to giving food uh, to just one Arya, even the lowest Arya. So the condition to become an Arya is to have right view. Once you have right view, uh, you have entered the Aryan Eightfold Path and you are called, uh, you have attained stream entry. In the suttas, the Buddha said, when you say stream entry, the stream refers to the Aryan Eightfold Path. Now, when you practice the Aryan Eightfold Path, uh, you will attain uh, the different levels of Aryahood. Uh, and the Aryan Eightfold Path uh, can also be considered, uh, the eight factors of the Aryan Eightfold Path can also be considered to be three factors. Uh, Namely, sila, samadhi, panya. Sila is moral conduct. Samadhi is concentration. And panya is wisdom. So, it is said in the Anguttara Nikaya 3.86 that the first and the second fruit attainer, the sotapanna and the sakadagamin, they have perfect sila. The anagamin, third fruition, arya has perfect sila and samadhi. And the arahan, fourth fruit attainer, has perfect sila, samadhi and panya. In other words, the arahan, the fourth fruit attainer, has perfected the Aryan Eightfold Path, whereas the others have not perfected the Aryan Eightfold Path. So, from this sutta, you notice that the anagamin, as well as the arahan, third and fourth fruit, Arya, they have perfect samadhi. And perfect samadhi uh, in the suttas means the four jhanas, the four rupa jhanas. Uh, the four uh, form absorptions. The mind becomes one-pointed on a form, which is a form object. And this fourth jhana is very hard to attain. It's a very high state. When a person attains the fourth jhana, the breathing stops. The mind becomes so peaceful. The body becomes so peaceful that the breathing stops. You might think that person is dead because the breathing has stopped. 
And then uh, for some people, uh, when they have attained the fourth jhana, psychic powers come. Psychic powers come naturally. Mm. So that is the third and the fourth fruit. Now, the first and the second fruit, Arya, they have perfect sila, Aryan sila. And the difference between these two, uh, it is said uh, that the second fruition, Arya, the Sakadagamin, uh, has reduced greed, hatred and delusion. It is also said in the Sutta Sangyutta Nikaya 55.40 uh, that the Sotapanna does not have jhana. To become a Sotapanna, first fruit, Arya, you don't need jhana. But nowadays there are some monks that say uh, to become a Sotapanna, you need jhana. And that contradicts the suttas. That's why the Buddha said, in the future, there will be famous monks who have wrong views. That's why the Buddha warned, I don't rely on later famous monks. Rely on the Buddha only. When the Buddha was about to enter Parinibbana, he was asked by Venerable Ananda, Bhagawa, after you have gone, whom should we take as our teacher? Because the monks thought uh, that the Buddha will appoint a certain monk uh, to take over the leadership of the Sangha. But the Buddha said, uh, after I am gone, take the Dhamma and Vinaya that I have taught uh, to be your teacher. So nowadays that the Buddha is not with us, uh, our real teacher uh, is the Dhamma and Vinaya of the Buddha. Mm. But as I have mentioned, uh, in Agutra Nikaya 4.180, when the Buddha says Dhamma, it refers to his suttas, his original suttas uh, in the five Nikayas. Uh. So a Sotapanna does not have any jhana. But the Sakadagamin, uh, because he has reduced greed, hatred and delusion, uh, he has either one or two or three jhanas. Because jhana, when you attain jhanas, uh, the hindrances are lowered. Uh. There are five things called hindrances, uh, sensual desire, ill will or anger, sloth and torpor, restlessness and worry, and doubt. Uh. These five things give us mental suffering. Uh. You know, sometimes uh, you see the newspapers, uh, an old man uh, is so troubled by sensual de- desire uh, that he rapes the granddaughter or the daughter. Mm. And some people's anger is so strong uh, uh, that... In an argument, uh, they kill somebody. Uh, so these hindrances uh, uh, give us a lot of mental suffering. No? And they are related to greed, hatred and delusion. Greed is related to sensual desire. Hatred is related to the second hindrance, which is ill will or anger. No? Uh, so when you reduce the hindrances, uh, it means you have attained some samadhi. No? So the Sakadagamin requires either the one or two or three jhanas. Whereas the Sotapanna, the first fruit Arya, does not require any jhana. Now to attain jhana is difficult. Even for monks and nuns is difficult. So for lay people is even more difficult. Why? Because in the suttas, for example, Diga Nikaya, sutta number two, the Buddha said, uh, the Buddha said, uh, when a, a monk enters the first jhana, the Buddha said, secluded or aloof from sensual desires, secluded from unwholesome states, a monk enters and abides in the first jhana. Mm-hmm. So to enter and abide in the first jhana, first you have to be secluded 
from sensual desires, aloof from sensual desires, that means you don't have sensual desires, you don't have unwholesome states, then only uh, you can attend, you can enter uh, the first jhana and abide in the first jhana. Hmm. Now these jhanas are called Uttari Manusa Dhamma, superhuman states. They are not normal states. It's very hard to achieve. That's why the Buddha calls them superhuman states. Uh, so to tell you uh, that it's difficult to achieve. La. But nowadays, uh, there are some monks give out jhanas very easily. La. They go for a retreat uh, and then they say you attain four jhanas, eight jhanas and all that. That's not what the Buddha says. La, because nowadays the jhanas are sometimes not the sutta jhanas. They might be visudhi, visudhi maga jhanas. Uh, so it's very important uh, to stick to the suttas. Uh, so as mentioned here, uh, it's difficult for lay people to attain the jhanas. Uh, because to be aloof from sensual desires, you have to give up sensual desires. You know, For a lay person, it's very difficult, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And to get rid of unwholesome states. Not so easy to get rid of unwholesome states. Uh, it takes a lot of effort mm-hmm. over a period of time. You practice a spiritual path after a long time only, uh, you can get rid of unwholesome states. Uh. So, for lay persons to become an Arya, uh, the easiest uh, is the lower stage, uh, the first path and the first fruit. Uh. So if you attain the first path, they are called as have attained, you are said to have attained stream entry. And when you attain the first fruit, you are said to have attained the fruit of stream entry, also called a sotapanna. So lay persons should only aim for this sotapanna stage. If you can attain stream entry, it's a big deal, you know. It's not easy <laughs> to attain stream entry and it's the priceless la. If you attain stream entry, uh, better than winning uh, several million ringgit or becoming the richest man in the world. All that, uh, the Buddha said, uh, cannot compare. Uh, you better turn off your handphone. Uh. So, the Buddha said, uh, even if you become the richest man in the world, uh, life is short. Uh. Around 70-something years old, you will pass away. Yeah, cannot prolong your life much more than that. Uh. That's why the Bible says, uh, the Christian Bible, uh, what does it benefit a man if he wins the whole world but suffers the loss of his own soul? What's the point? Gain the whole world. Uh, in the end, uh, when you go off for rebirth, uh, you go and suffer. Yeah. So a lot of people are very short-sighted. You only see this life. You don't see beyond this life. But beyond this life uh, is very long. So you should look further. You should be far-sighted. You should plan. Don't wait until you are dying and uh, then you start regretting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people think, wait until I'm old. Uh. Now I want to enjoy life when I'm young. <laughs> but you never know when you suddenly get cancer. Mm-hmm. So, lay persons uh, should, uh, should uh, plan uh, to get stream entry. Once you get stream entry, uh, then uh, you are safe. Uh. Saved from the three woeful planes. You will never be reborn as a ghost animal or go to hell. Now what is the condition for getting stream entry? The lowest area. According to the suttas, uh, the condition is right view. There are several suttas uh, that says once you attain right view or vision of the Dhamma, uh, 
Dhammachaku, uh, the suffering that is left uh, is very little. If you have not attained this right view, uh, your suffering uh, is a lot, a lot. Why? Because samsara is very long. And in the long round of rebirths, uh, you'll be born, reborn into three woeful planes uh, many, many, many times, uh, countless times. Uh. So, getting right view or vision of the Dhamma means uh, understanding the four Aryan truths, understanding the Buddha's Dhamma, understanding that life is impermanent, and because it is impermanent, uh, it gives us suffering. And why it gives us suffering is because we attach to pleasant things. Lo. We don't like suffering. We don't like unpleasant feelings. Mm. We like to see the feel-good channel. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. So, how to get right view huh, or vision of the Dhamma is explained in Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 43. There it is said, huh, there are two main conditions huh, for attaining right view. One is the voice of another. The second condition is yoniso manasikara. I will explain this too. The voice of another means somebody else teaching you the true Dhamma. In other words, if you practice by yourself and you don't hear the true Dhamma, you can never become an Arya. Before the Buddha started preaching the true Dhamma in India, there were a lot of yogis around. They practice their whole life, they sacrifice their whole life uh, in ascetic practices and various types of practices. Uh. And some of them meditated so hard until they achieved psychic powers. Yet, uh, you could not find one Arya at that time, uh, in spite of all their effort. Uh. But once the Buddha started preaching the Dhamma, the Buddha said at one time 80,000 people attained stream entry, just listening to his Dhamma the first time. Another time, 120,000 people attained stream entry, just listening to his Dhamma the first time also. Mm. And they were not scientists or engineers or lawyers or doctors, professors, etc. You know? They are simply lawa yi, lawa ama, lawa kong, <laughs> ordinary folks, you know. Uh, so, it's very important uh, that you listen to the true Dhamma. And what is the true Dhamma? A lot of people uh, said, how can there be fake Dhamma? Uh, that's because they didn't listen to the suttas. In the Sangyutta Nikaya 16.13, the Buddha was talking to Mahakasapa, the Arahant. The Buddha said, uh, the true Dhamma will not disappear uh, as long as fake Dhamma has not arisen in the world. But when fake Dhamma has arisen in the world, uh, then the true Dhamma will slowly disappear. And the Buddha said the reason is that when fake Dhamma arises, uh, then uh, it's very hard to tell the difference between true Dhamma and fake Dhamma. And the Buddha said, uh, just like gold, the Buddha said, now you only have pure gold. Uh, you know, there's for sure it's real gold. But a time will come, the Buddha said, uh, when people will make fake gold. Uh, when people make fake gold, uh, then uh, it's very hard to tell the difference between real gold and fake gold. So, the Buddha did mention uh, that there is such a thing as fake Dhamma. Also, the Buddha said uh, in the Anguttara Nikaya 8.51 that his true Dhamma will last 500 years. Meaning uh, that after 500 years, 500 years after the Buddha's passing away, uh, fake Dhamma will appear. 
Uh, so you can see uh, exactly 500 years after the Buddha's passing away, uh, a lot of new books started to, to appear. Uh. Mm. So within the 500 years after the Buddha's passing away, uh, you still have true Dhamma. So we want to know uh, within this 500 years after the Buddha's passing away, what was the Dhamma then? Luckily we have uh, Emperor Asoka who lived about 250 years after the Buddha's passing away. And he has so much faith in the Buddha that he asked the workers uh, to put stone pillars uh, by the roadside, uh, maybe every one kilometer or so. Uh, they will put a stone pillar, maybe about three feet in diameter, uh, and on it uh, will carve the words of the Buddha. Uh. These are called Asoka pillars. Uh. Now, after over 2,000 years, uh, they have dug up these pillars in India, and they confirm uh, that during Emperor Asoka's time, the Dhamma only consisted of five Nikayas, five collections of the Buddha's discourses, Diga Nikaya, long discourses, Majima Nikaya, medium-length discourses, uh, Sangyutta Nikaya, topically grouped discourses, Anguttara Nikaya, numerically arranged discourses, and Kudaka Nikaya, minor collection of discourses. So this is the original suttas of the Buddha. Uh, and as I mentioned just now also, Anguttara Nikaya 4.180, uh, the Buddha said uh, his true Dhamma is only found in the suttas. Uh. Also in Diga Nikaya, Sutta 29, the Buddha said uh, his teachings uh, in these suttas uh, are perfect and complete. If it's perfect and complete, uh, you cannot make it more perfect. You cannot make it more complete. In other words, uh, our Buddha is the number one first class of Buddha in the world. You cannot find another Buddha that surpasses our Buddha Gautama in his teaching. At the most, uh, other Buddhas uh, can only equal our Buddha Gautama because our Buddha Gautama said uh, his teachings are perfect and complete. He also said in this sutta that if you want to add to his words, uh, you don't see his Dhamma. If you don't see his Dhamma, it means you don't have the vision of the Dhamma. You don't have right view. Which means uh, those monks who wrote the later books, uh, they are not Arya. They don't see the Dhamma, means they don't appreciate uh, that our Buddha's teachings in the suttas uh, are perfect and complete. You don't need to add anymore. That's why you find some of the later books, uh, they say some things uh, that the Buddha never said, both in Mahayana and Theravada now. Teachings are polluted. So you must rely only on the early suttas uh, in the five Nikaya. Uh, so f- the two conditions for right view uh, or stream entry, uh, first you must listen to the true Dhamma, which is the uh, five Nikaya. Secondly, uh, you, have, you, you must have Yoniso Manasikara. What is Yoniso Manasikara? In the <clears throat> Sangyutta Nikaya 46.38, uh, the Buddha says, uh, and when you listen to the Dhamma with eager ears, attending to it as a matter of vital concern, directing your whole mind to it, at that time, the five hindrances are not present. At that time, the seven factors of enlightenment are developed fully. So when you listen to the Dhamma, you must listen with eager ears, attending to it as a matter of vital concern, directing your whole mind to it. In other words, uh, you must have focused attention when you listen to the Dhamma. If you listen to the Dhamma with focused attention, uh, 
you concentrate, uh, you can understand. Uh, so this word, Yoniso Manasikara, I like to translate it as focus attention. When you listen to the Dhamma with focus attention, uh, the five hindrances are not there. And the seven factors of enlightenment are developed fully. These are the conditions uh, to attain Aryahut. Uh, so these two conditions are very important. First, you must listen to the suttas in the five Nikayas. And when you listen to it, uh, you have to listen with focused attention. Today we have brought uh, some SD cards uh, with the players. Uh. If you all want to listen to the five Nikayas, uh, I have spoken over the years uh, on the five Nikayas uh, in uh, English. Hokkien, uh. four Nikayas. Uh. They are there. So if you all do not have the SD cards, uh, I hope you will get it. Uh. You are getting it uh, below our cost price. Uh. So these two conditions uh, are very important. Now, how to listen to the Dhamma with focus ears, uh, with focus uh, attention? Focus attention means uh, you are able to focus your mind uh, when you listen to the Dhamma. For some people, because of past life meditation or what, uh, they are born intelligent. People who are born intelligent, uh, they have a focused mind. You know, a lot of brilliant scientists, even like Albert Einstein. It seems if you give Albert Einstein a long mathematical problem uh, that most of us have to use a calculator uh, to calculate, uh, he will close his eyes and do all the calculation inside uh, and come out with the answer. Nowadays also, if you, if you watch the internet, uh, you, find, you find some brilliant Indians uh, and Chinese. Uh, you can do all this calculation very fast. Yeah? That is a focused mind. For, for such people, uh, when they listen to the Dhamma, one time only, uh, they can attain stream entry. But for some other people, uh, they don't have such a focused mind, then they have to practice Samatha. Samatha is a Buddha's meditation, training your mind uh, to focus on one object. Like the Buddha's meditation is the Anapanasati. In the suttas, the Buddha said, told the monks, uh, if anybody asks what type of meditation does the Buddha practice, uh, the Buddha say, you tell them the Buddha practices Anapanasati before enlightenment and even after enlightenment. Uh, Anapanasati is meditation on the breath. So you just close your eyes, sit straight and put your attention on your breathing, nothing else. Later books uh, tell you to put your attention uh, at one point, for example, the tip of the nose or on your upper lip. That is not what the Buddha said. The Buddha also didn't say focus on your stomach, uh, abdomen. Uh. The Buddha said uh, you pay attention on the breath, the breath itself. You are paying attention on the breath itself. Uh. It means uh, you can follow your breath from the nostril down to your abdomen and up again. So as we pay attention to our breath, uh, slowly the breath becomes finer and finer as your body calms down. Uh. So when the breath becomes finer, it's hard to pay attention on your breath. At that time, then the mind tends to run away. You start to think of your office problem, you start to think of your children and all that. This is one of the hindrances, restlessness and worry. So one tip is to make the effort to make your breath go down to your abdomen and hold it for one or two seconds and then release it. So if you make an effort uh, to pull it down to your abdomen uh, and slowly release it, uh, 
then the breath becomes more obvious. When it becomes more obvious, uh, then it's, it, you can stay with the breath. Uh. In fact, this is a type of meditation practice in India. Uh. In India, they practice pranayama. Pranayama is also like anapanasati, but they force the they force the breathing. So in Taoism also, Taoism also, they force the breathing a bit down to the abdomen. So next time you find it's hard to practice anapanasati, you try this, force it down to your abdomen, hold it for one or two seconds, and release it. So for example, you the breath goes in. And then goes out. Now mentally, you count one. Breath goes in, goes out. You count two. Up to ten. After that, you count one again. So, previously, when you didn't practice this way, uh, you find after a short while, uh, the breath, the mind goes here and goes there. And when you start practicing this method, you find uh, suddenly you can count to ten. Uh, and then you continue. You find uh, you can count to twenty. Uh, so you keep. So you know you're improving. Uh, so, so for some people, uh, you don't need meditation at all. You just listen to the Dhamma with focused attention, uh, and once you understand, uh, you can attain right view and attain stream entry. Recently, a few weeks ago, I got a message from one of our SGABA members. I'm not sure if he's still on the committee. He said a few years ago, his father passed away. I don't know whether he's here or possibly he's here said a few years ago, the father passed away and he was very upset, totally upset. Then he started listening to my sutta talks in the CDs at that time a few years ago, a CD. It's called the Treasury of the Buddha's Discourses in, in, a, in, a, in a thick plastic. All the five Nikayas are there. He said he kept listening three times. All the, all the Nikayas, he didn't, he didn't go in didn't understand. But after that, and then he left it for a, for a while. Then after that, he came back and listened to it again. Then it became clear to him. Now he says, those sutta talks are invaluable. He treasures it. So it's like that. Some people, we take some time before you see the Dhamma. So meditation helps. But it's not an essential condition. It is a supporting condition to attain stream entry. Some people don't need it. Some people need it to learn to focus your mind. Then you continue listening. So these are the, actually these are the two main practices in the spiritual path. One is listening to the true Dhamma. The other one is training your mind to focus using Samatha meditation. Because in the suttas, Majjhima Nikaya, Venerable Ananda was asked, what type of meditation is praised by the Buddha? He said the first jhana, second jhana, third jhana, fourth jhana. Only this is Buddhist meditation according to the suttas. He also said something uh, is very clear. Uh, he said uh, the type of meditation that is not praised by the Buddha uh, is the type of meditation if you practice it, uh, it does not eliminate the five hindrances. So nowadays there's a lot of meditation they practice. Uh, they don't eliminate the five hindrances. This has another implication, you know. The other implication uh, is that only the four jhanas, uh, jhana one, two, three, four, uh, can eliminate the five hindrances. Long term, uh, long term. So if you don't get the jhanas, uh, you cannot eliminate the hindrances long term. 
But people who are intelligent, uh, at least uh, when they are able to focus their mind, uh, when they listen to the Dhamma, say for example, they listen to the suttas for one hour. During that one hour, if the mind is focused on listening to that suttas, uh, it means uh, they have eliminated the five hindrances uh, for that one hour. Uh, because that's what the Sutta 46.38 says. Uh, if you listen to the Dhamma with focused attention, at that time, the five hindrances are eliminated and the seven factors of enlightenment are developed fully. So remember, meditation is supporting. It's not essential condition. The essential condition is listening to the right Dhamma and being able to focus your mind when you listen. In the seven Bojanga, so the seven Bojangas are the seven factors of enlightenment which are similar to the Aryan Eightfold Path. The first two factors of the seven bojanga, factors of enlightenment, tell you how to attain stream entry. It is said, when the Buddha talks about the first factor, the first factor is sati bojanga. The second factor is dhamma vichaya bojanga. So the Buddha said, how to practice sati bojanga? First, you must draw near a sapurisa. A sapurisa is... A monk or a nun uh, who understands the Sat Dhamma. Sat Dhamma is the true Dhamma. Uh, so then you examine him. Uh, if he does not have greed, hatred and delusion, uh, then uh, he's worthy of respect. Uh. And the Buddha says, uh, you show respect to him, uh, then he teaches you the true Dhamma. After you listen to the Dhamma, you must remember it. During the Buddha's days, they had no books, they had no CDs, they had no SD cards. So when they listen to one sutta, they have to memorize it. No? Every day they have to memorize it. That's how they remember. No? Every day they memorize. That is the, especially the monks and the nuns. No? Every day they are reciting those suttas. So that is sati bojanga. First you must remember it. Because if you don't remember, you cannot use. No? Just like if you, uh, you want to train in Kung Fu, you don't practice every day. Yeah? When the burglar comes into your house, you are so excited, you don't know how to use your Kung Fu. Yeah? Mm. So, in the same way, if you listen to the... Nowadays, it's much easier. La. We listen to the suttas every day. When you listen every day, then you can remember. Then you know how to use it la, every day. Yeah? Mm. So the second bojanga is Dhamma Vichaya, investigation of Dhamma. After you have listened to the Dhamma, you must investigate it. Think about it. Reflect on it. Is it true or not? Can I see it in everyday life? For example, some people, uh, they don't believe in karma vipaka and they say, I can't see. Ma. But if you are more observant, uh, sometimes you can see. Uh. For example, sometimes you find a baby is born, uh, two or three years old, uh, that baby has cancer and passes away. How do you explain? It didn't do any evil this life. Ma. Yeah? It must be something to do with the past life. No? Yeah? Sometimes it's fine. Some people, they like to go hunting, shooting wild boar and all that. No? Uh, then suddenly, uh, after doing it for too many times, uh, when they go hunting, uh, their friend sees him uh, as actually as a wild boar. And the friend shoots him. Uh. Then after he's, he's shot, uh, then the friend got a shock. I saw a wild boar. How come I shot my friend? <laughs> because this world uh, is mind-made. In your karma is is so bad nah, that you are seen as a wild boar. Nah, have to be shot. Mm. So, so this is dhamma vichaya. You have to examine the dhamma, investigate the dhamma, think about it, nah, 
and slowly yeah, you will understand. No? Just like just now I mentioned one brother in SJBA, yeah, after listening to the suttas so many times, uh, later only uh, he start to understand. Uh. The other thing that's important uh, is discussion of the Dhamma. When you listen to the suttas, uh, sometimes you don't understand. Uh, it's good uh, to refer to somebody else uh, with the same interest. Uh, you might understand a point that you didn't understand. Now, when I was studying the suttas myself, uh, initially I found it very difficult to understand. But I kept plodding on, uh, continue listening, uh, continue reading. And later I found uh, that those things that I did not understand earlier uh, start to fall into place. Uh, I start to understand. Uh, it's like a jigsaw puzzle. Uh, initially you can't see the overall picture, but you continue, continue. Uh, slowly you can see the overall picture. Uh. Now how do you know that you have attained stream entry? How do you know? When you have attained stream entry, uh, you become a different person. Uh. Your direction in life has changed. Uh. Formerly, you like to join your friends, go Gunting Highland, go holiday in China and all that. And slowly, when you understand the Dhamma, you find you don't want to enjoy all these things. You're more interested in the Dhamma. You know, spend your time listening to the Dhamma, practicing meditation, keeping your sila, uh, trying to get rid of unwholesome states of mind, trying to develop wholesome states of mind, practicing charity, etc., so why is this? Because in the Majjhima Nikai 117, I mentioned uh, that after you get right view, uh, it will bring you to right thoughts. And then after that, right speech, right action, right livelihood. That means uh, after you have attained right view, uh, you will start to keep sila. Sila is not a necessary condition for stream entry. After you attain stream entry, uh, you will naturally have sila because sila consists of right thoughts, right speech, right action, right livelihood. Now you examine right thoughts, uh, it consists of three types of thoughts. The first one uh, is thoughts of renunciation of sensual pleasures. You are no more interested in sensual pleasures. Uh, so your friends are uh, surprised. Uh, last time always want to join us and uh, go for holiday, go to casino, now no more interested. We mm. find you... You, you understand uh, that life is short. Mm-hmm. Every day, if you waste it, uh, you have wasted one day and uh, that cannot, you cannot recover. So you don't want to waste your time. Mm-hmm. So you're no more interested in chasing after worldly pleasures. Uh. Mm-hmm. The second uh, component in right thoughts uh, is non, thoughts of non-ill will. You, your temper goes down. You will notice yourself and your friends also will notice. Third one is thoughts of non-harming, non-cruelty. So you become a much better person. So also people see you become like a recluse. Also it is said that once you attain stream entry, you become more humble, more generous, more compassionate and all that. And some people go for retreat and uh, come back. I uh, want everybody to know, I attain Sotapanna. My teacher says, I attain Sotapanna. If, if you, you have such an attitude, uh, you can't be an Arya. An Arya has lessened the ego. Huh? Why you want people to know you're an Arya? It's because of ego only you want people to know. Yeah? Mm. And then, you have attained wisdom. Uh, once you have right view, uh, 
And in the suttas, I think Sutta Majjima Nekaya 43, uh, it says there are three benefits of wisdom. One is attaining the higher knowledge. The second one is understanding of the Dhamma. The third one uh, is you, 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 you begin to let go, let go of your attachments. Uh, so you can see uh, if a person uh, has, has uh, improved on the spiritual path, uh, he will start to let go. No? Let go of worldly things. Uh, let go of the ego. Let go of his greed, anger and all that. No? Mm. And then another characteristic uh, of an Arya, he has no more mental dukkha. Whatever happens, uh, he accepts it uh, as it, it is all because of karma vipaka. Causes of if and causes and conditions, uh, either past life or this life. Uh. So he does not grieve, la. Mm. And then, according to Sangyutta Nikaya, fifty-five point forty-one, uh, that uh, once you become an Arya, you have attained stream entry. Uh, you have immeasurable blessings. Uh. The Buddha said in the suttas, uh, if you have attained samadhi, la, you have attained the jhanas. Uh, you have great blessings, la. You give. Offerings to a monk who has attained jhana, also you get a lot of blessings. But if you give to an Arya, an Arya has immeasurable blessings. And you give to an Arya, you will also get immeasurable blessings. Also it is said, an Arya has these four things. Ayu, Vano, Sukang, Balang. Ayu is long life. If he's reborn as a human or as a deva or devi, he will have longer life than a other beings in the in the human realm or the heavenly realm, and Vano Vano is beauty, a bit more beautiful than other beings in that realm. And then you have Sukang. Sukang is happiness, a lot of happiness within you. And then Balang Balang is power or strength, and it manifests in two ways. One is fame in the suttas. The other one is uh, uh, worldly, uh, worldly power. For example, you're born into a very well-to-do family or as a prince or princess, etc. The other thing is, uh, once you have attained stream entry, uh, you have maximum of seven more lifetimes left. And only reborn in heaven and the human realm, never in the woeful plains. Maximum seven lifetimes left. And these seven lifetimes, because you have immeasurable blessings, uh, you'll be very happy, uh, either in the human realm or in heaven. Uh. Now, in the suttas, we find uh, that people who listen to the suttas, uh, uh, many of them attain stream entry. Uh, like just now I mentioned, uh, 80,000 people, first time they listen, they attain stream entry, another time 120,000. And then uh, there's this Sarakani Sutta, uh, where a Sakyan, he passed away and then people asked the Buddha where he was reborn and the, the Buddha said he's reborn in heaven. He's already a Sotapanna. And when the news spread, nah, some people were not happy because they said nah, he used to drink liquor. Oh, they said nah, he can't even keep five precepts. Nah. How can he be a Sotapanna? Nah. But then, as I mentioned, nah, you don't need sila to attain stream entry. Once you attain stream entry, uh, then only you keep sila. Uh, so the Buddha, in this sutta, the Buddha said, why can't Sarakani become a, uh, uh, a sutapanna? The Buddha said, uh, you look at the trees. Uh, if I were to teach Dhamma to the trees and they can understand my words, uh, even trees can become sotapanna. 
priests don't have silam, <laughs> still can become sutapana. The, the, so the key yeah, is understanding the Buddha's words. So yeah, some people are here when they, when they heard nah, that I say, uh, you don't need, uh, uh, I mean somebody like Srakani, yeah, even he drinks liquor, uh, don't have five precepts, can become a stream enterer. They, they find it very difficult to accept. No? But then there are other cases like Angulimala. Angulimala was a serial killer. He killed over 900 people. He was a bandit la, living in the hills. Then the Buddha knew uh, that the king was going to call the army to kill this man. Then the Buddha contemplated uh, and found this Angulimala had the ability uh, to understand the Dhamma. Maybe because he was an ascetic in a previous life. So the Buddha purposely walked up the hill to where Angulimala was. And Angulimala tried to run from behind to kill the Buddha, but run as fast as he could. Uh, he could not draw near to the Buddha because the Buddha was using psychic powers, uh, uh, preventing him from going near to the Buddha. Then after that, he asked the Buddha to stop, and then the Buddha stopped. No? Then the Buddha must have taught him the Dhamma, because after listening to the Buddha, uh, he became a monk. Imagine, how can a, pers- a serial killer... Uh, become a monk uh, unless he has understood the Dhamma. Yeah? Uh, it shows uh, he has attained stream entry. So you see, even Angulimala, killer, has killed 900 over human beings. Uh, even he can attain stream entry. Why can't a person like Sarakani become a stream enterer? Yeah? Mm. So the problem is why people think... Uh, that to attain stream entry, uh, you need sila because they confuse the path with the fruit area. In the Abhidhamma, they say that once you attain the path, uh, immediately the next moment it becomes a fruit attainer. If that is so, uh, these two are the same persons. Yeah, uh, the Sotapanna must have sila, but to attain stream entry, you don't need sila. After you attain stream entry, uh, after you attain right view, you will automatically have sila, just like Angulimala. After listening to the Dhamma, he became a monk. Uh, he never killed anymore, never harmed anybody anymore. Uh, so there's the confusion because people think uh, stream entry area is the same as the fruit area. They are di- totally different persons. And some people think, uh, how can listening to the Dhamma become... Uh, become an Arya. They don't believe. Uh, and some people say, uh, oh, Buddha's time is different. Ma. The Buddha got psychic power. You listen to the Buddha. Uh, it's different, you know. Uh, only listening to the Buddha, you can become an Arya. It's not true. Because of Sariputta and Moggallana. Sariputta and Moggallana were external sect ascetics. They followed an external sect teacher. And then one day when Sariputta went, went on Armstrong, uh, he met the, the, one of the new Arahans, one of the five early uh, monks, uh, uh, Asaji, Rebel Asaji. When he saw Rebel Asaji walking on Armstrong, uh, he was surprised. Uh, this monk looks awesome. Uh. <laughs> so he went to this Rebel Asaji, the Arahan, uh, and asked him, uh, he said, who, your, who is your teacher? He thought, uh, if this monk is so awesome, uh, his teacher must be even more. Uh, so, Rambha uh, Asaji said, my teacher is this Samana Gotamala. And he asked, what is his Dhamma? What does he teach? 
So this Asaji being very humble, uh, he said, I know very little Dhamma. Uh, I only just became a disciple of my teacher. Very little I can tell you. Uh. So Sajaputta said, never mind, little or much, uh, you please tell me. Uh. So he said, my teacher says, uh, all Dhammas arise from conditions. All Dhammas cease from conditions. Meaning, uh, everything in the world uh, arises uh, due to conditions and slowly they will cease. Uh. So just by listening to this, uh, Sariputta entered the stream uh, because he was very intelligent. He understood the implications uh, of just a few words. Uh. So I was very happy. He thanked uh, Asaji, asked where the Buddha was and all that. Uh. Then he went quickly went to tell his friend Moglana. Moglana heard the same Dhamma from Venerable Sariputta, just these few lines. Uh, he also attained stream entry. So you see, Sariputta attained stream entry uh, not by listening to the Buddha, but listening to a new Arahant. And even more surprising, uh, Venerable Moglana attained stream entry uh, not from an Arahant, but from a new stream enterer. So who teaches you the Dhamma is not important. What is important uh, is the type of Dhamma you listen you must listen to the original Dhamma, original teaching of the Buddha. In the Sangyutta Nikaya 55.40, the Buddha said, if you don't attain the four conditions for stream entry by listening to the Buddha's words, you are an outsider, a hero. You are not a follower of the Buddha. In other words, the Buddha expects all his followers uh, to listen to his words and, and become an attain stream entry, become an Arya. Because the Buddha's disciples are called Savaka, listeners or hearers. Only if you listen to his words uh, in the suttas, uh, you're considered to be a Buddhist. If you don't listen to his words, uh, you're not considered to be a Buddhist. For example, there are some people, they spend all their time meditating, uh, they think they are Buddhist, uh, according to the Buddha, you are not a Buddhist if you meditate all the time. You are just like an external sect ascetic. There are many external sect ascetics uh, that practice meditation their whole life, uh, never attain stream entry because they are not listening to the Dhamma. The Buddha spent 45 years uh, teaching the suttas. The Buddha never taught meditation to lay people. You know, A lot of people think uh, uh, the Buddha taught meditation to lay people. The Buddha never taught meditation to lay people. Meditation is only for monks and nuns. Uh, and the Buddha said uh, there are two thoughts always in his mind. One is thought of seclusion. He hopes that people will go away uh, so that he can meditate. The other thought uh, frequently is mind. Uh, the Buddha said uh, he worries about, about us. Uh, he worries about living beings. Why does he worry? He worries that we will fall into the woeful plains of rebirth. That's why he keeps teaching the suttas, uh, so that you can get right view. And he won't fall into woeful plains of rebirth. Uh, three years ago, I gave a talk here uh, called The Characteristics of a Sotapanna. That was from the Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 48, uh, Kusambhya Sutta. Once you attain Sotapanna, there are seven characteristics mentioned in that sutta. Uh. So that some people, uh, they think they have attained Sutapanna, uh, you must listen to that sutta, whether you have the seven conditions, uh, the seven conditions uh, of a sutapanna. I'll just mention uh, four. Uh. One is, uh, if you have become a sutapanna, the five hindrances uh, do not obsess the mind. 
you don't have these five hindrances, huh? always obsessing your mind. The second, another one, huh? you are able to attain internal serenity of mind. If you cannot focus your mind, huh? even for a short while, huh? you cannot be a sotapanna. The third one, huh? he listens to the Dhamma with eager ears and focus attention. So when you listen to the Dhamma, whether you are eager to listen or not, and whether you have the focus attention. Another one, huh? He gains inspiration and gladness upon hearing the Dhamma. In other words, uh, he's very happy uh, to hear the discourses of the Buddha. So people who are not happy uh, to listen to the Buddha's discourses, uh, they cannot be a Sotapanna. So I'll end here and invite questions. Uh. We are very grateful and thankful to Longpo, Dhamma Buddha Mahatera, for sharing with us the Dhamma tonight. Let us all rejoice and say Sadhu three times. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Brothers and sisters in Dhamma, are there any questions? Pande, to attain the perfect samadhi, is jhana absolutely uh, necessary? Say again. To attain perfect samadhi, that means uh, to be able to attain the third and fourth uh, stage of uh, sainthood. Is uh, jhanas really necessary? Yes, just now I mentioned Ang- Anguttara Nikaya 3.86 uh, that an anagamin and an arahan, uh, third and fourth fruition area, they have perfect samadhi, meaning the four jhanas. But just attaining the four jhanas uh, doesn't make you an anagamin and an arahan. The four jhanas means it makes your mind so focused, so clear, that when you listen to the true Dhamma, you will understand, you will understand in, at a deep level so that you attain anagamin and arahanhood. Those external ascetics, they attain the four jhanas, but because they never listen to the true Dhamma, they cannot even become a sotapanna. Thank you for a very good sharing. I just want to seek clarity. You mentioned about the the characteristics of a sotapanna. Um, you may say upon achieving it only, or upon arriving to that, uh, then only the perfect sila will naturally come about. Yes. Uh, when you say perfect sila, as a lay person, we have five precepts. Yeah. And then, the, of course, you got the eight precepts to keep and for, so on and so forth until the monk, you have completely a few hundred precepts there. When you say perfect sila, that means completely complying with all the few hundred precepts undertaken by a monk? Just, no. I'm just, I want to understand. Yeah. Perfect sila is Aryan sila. And Aryan sila comes from the Aryan Eightfold Path. There are four factors that constitute sila. Sila means not harming others huh, through body, speech, and mind. It means you have right thoughts, right speech, right action, right livelihood. These four factors huh, is Aryan Sila. Uh, and these four factors huh, uh, can be considered to be seven precepts, three body precepts, and four verbal precepts. The three body precepts are not to kill meaning not to kill a human being, uh, not, not to uh, 
take what is not given to you, not to engage in sexual misconduct. Uh, these three is the uh, right action. Right speech uh, is uh, not to lie or cheat people, not to carry tales and cause disharmony, uh, not to engage in cause of vulgar speech, and not to engage in idle gossip. So this is uh, Aryan Sila, seven precepts. Thank you, Bhante. Uh, Bhante, may I ask, sir, just now you said the Jana, Jana Sutta is different from Jana Visuddhi Maga. May I know what's the difference? In the uh, Buddha's uh, Jana, for example, practicing Anapanasati, yeah, uh, the Buddha's teaching is that you meditate on the breath and only the breath. And even when the breath becomes very fine, uh, you still notice it uh, until your mind is absorbed on the breath uh, and then it becomes one-pointed. Uh, and when it becomes one-pointed, uh, two other things arise with it. Uh, one-pointedness of mind is called ekagata. The two things that arise together with ekagata is pity and sukha, delight and bliss. Uh. Okay. So... Initially, these three things, uh, ekagata, piti and sukha, they are not strong. So if you can continue your focus on the breath uh, uh, longer and longer, these three things become stronger and stronger. Uh, when they are steady, uh, these, these, these three things are steady. Uh, together with vitaka and vichara, uh, thought directed and thought sustained, uh, the Buddha said you have entered the first jhana. Okay? In the uh, Visuddhi Maga jhana, they practice their concentration on the breath. And then uh, when your breath, when your, your mind becomes concentrated, uh, some light arises. Okay? But this light that arises uh, comes and goes. It is not permanent. But in the Visuddhi Maga, they want to see this light, hold on to it. They want it to run away. So they focus on the light. Focus until they are no more aware of the breathing. They change the object from the breath to the light. And in doing that, they attain samadhi also. But the difference is that the concentration, because it's only on the light, uh, they are not aware of that, the jhana factors. Uh, they are only aware of the light. And after some time, that samadhi uh, wanes, uh, comes, goes away. Uh, then after the samadhi goes away, uh, they reflect on their heart. Uh, and then they say, oh, just now, when I was in that state, nah, I attained the first jhana, and there were these five jhana factors. Nah. So it's not like the sutta jhanas. The sutta jhanas, nah, whatever happens in your mind, you are aware of it. Nah. As mentioned in the Anupada Sutta, Majjima Nikaya 111. When the feelings change, you are aware. When your perceptions change, you are aware. Mind states change, you are aware. 
everything you are aware. Bante, uh, this evening you, you Bante stress a lot on true Dharma and fake Dharma. Uh, but how do we lay people who are not very well versed with the suttas is able to identify when the Dharma talk is given, whether it's a true Dharma or not the true Dharma. Unless we are very well versed with the suttas, then we'll be able to ide identify it. You have to be well versed with the suttas if you hope to become an Arya. You I cannot hope to have be a an shortcut. Arya, but uh, if, if uh, lay people are not so well versed yet with the suttas, when we listen to a Dharma, how, how can we know whether it's a true Dharma? You, you have to listen to the suttas, huh? then, then only huh, you can differentiate, within the true, uh, differentiate between the true Dharma and the false Dharma. There's no, no other way. If you are not willing to put the effort huh, to listen to the Buddha's words, huh, uh, nobody can help you. The Buddha said, after I am gone, take the Dhamma and the Vinaya that I have taught to be your teacher. The Buddha also said in the, I think, 5.88, Anguttara Nikaya, the, the Buddha said, in the future, there will be famous monks huh, who have a large following of lay and monastic disciples, and they are long gone forth uh, and very learned. Even such monks can have wrong views. So because of that, the Buddha said, only rely on his suttas. Uh, Pante, I have one more question. Actually, when you talk about the Nikayas, I do have some of them, especially at Majima, and I attempted to read it and go through the text. It's quite thick. Then there's several more Nikayas, quite thick also. A lot of these Nikayas has been translated by people who attempted to understand the Pali language, translate to us in English. Some of the words, frankly, the only time I could really understand the suttas now is when I actually listen to the monks, they attempt to explain to us through sutta classes and whatnot, also through some of the recordings you have made. But when we attempt to read the book on our own, the Nikaya, I, I'm, and then some I could understand, but it's a lot of repetitions, repeats. In, in So how do we lay people we are already in English, only familiar with English, and then I, I don't think I have that ability now to study another language at my current pace of work and life. So how do we attempt to, if we need to go through some of the suttas ourselves, how do we overcome this barrier of language? Also the translation, some we don't know whether accurate, we also don't know. Like myself, I read, I, I don't know whether this meaning is what I'm getting, getting it correctly or not. So... There's a lot of things that has happened over the years in translations, and then we are trying to attempt to understand it from our point of view. How do we overcome these barriers when we read the, the Nikayas and the Suttas in it? There are several people uh, who told me uh, that when they started to read the Nikayas themselves, uh, they found they could not understand. But when they listened to my talks, uh, then they understood. Mm. <laughs> Why? Because I explained... After reading the suttas, huh, I take the trouble to explain and make it clear. Ma. And then I compare with other suttas, and then it becomes clearer. Ma. So, you have to try to listen no, to my talks. Put nearer, near, near. Just now when I heard your talk, you say that even you gain jhanas, huh, you still cannot be an arahant. Am I right? Yes. Then it's not necessary to gain jhanas. 
Ah, he didn't listen properly. He didn't have, he didn't have focused attention. Yeah, that's why I, I just asked you back the question. Okay. For, for the first fruition, Sotapanna, you don't need any jhana. For the second fruition, Sakadagamin, the precondition is you must have one or two or three jhanas. Okay? Three jhanas is still not perfect samadhi, not perfect concentration. And then for Anagamin, third fruit, and Arahan, fourth fruit, you need four jhanas as a precondition. So it depends what you want. No? But I want to be gain as an arahant to gain enlightenment to follow the eightfold path. Yeah. But not necessary. I must gain jhana. Ah. Uh, okay? uh, to become a sotapanna, you don't need any jhana. Yes. Uh-huh. Mm. But that one will lead me slowly step by step to one by one already. Uh, yeah. Not if you can get sotapanna, this life enough lah. Uh. Of course, we try our best, you see. Try our best, uh, you see. But then I just ask for knowledge as to what you mentioned in the Dharma, you see. Mm. Thanks, sir. Uh. Bante, I would like to clarify. Uh, regarding, uh, you mentioned that to become a Sotapanna, we don't really need Sila. But once we can wait, become... Wait, 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 I didn't say that. <laughs> I mentioned several times there's a big difference between stream entry and sotapanna. You must have been quoting the Abhidhamma. Huh? Abhidhamma says stream entry and okay. uh, sotapanna is the same. Okay, so stream entry and sotapanna is different. Okay, so to become to enter the stream, we don't really need sila. Ah, sila is a supporting factor for most people. It is not a necessary condition. If you have sila, uh, your mind is more peaceful. It's easier to focus your mind and understand the Dhamma. But there are some brilliant people like Angulimala. Even he killed hundreds of people uh, without sila. He listened to the Dhamma, he can attain stream entry. So in our case, we strive for the Arya path, huh? So do we need to undertake the training in Sila Samadhi Panya? It's helpful as a supporting factor. Even uh, meditation is a supporting factor. But the essential one uh, is listening to the true Dhamma, the suttas. And then if you have supporting factors uh, like Sila and meditation, uh, it helps you uh, to, uh, to, to understand the, the suttas and attain stream entry. Uh. It means it's not really necessary to train in Sila Samadhi Panya to become a, a stream entry. Yeah, if you are somebody like Angulimala, can na? <laughs> Thank you, Bante. Uh, Bante, uh, we learned in the Mahasit Satipatthana Sutta that the Buddha taught us about the four foundations of mindfulness. Uh, that is the contemplation of the body, feeling, mind, and the Dharma. Uh, by doing so, one can uh, eventually attain Nibbana. But in this sutta, there's no mention about jhanas. Uh, why is uh, this so? In the Satipatthana Sutta, in the Majjhima Nikaya, there's no mention of jhana. But if you study the Maha Satipatthana Sutta in the Diga Nikaya, 
it says that right concentration is the four jhanas. And a lot of people think uh, that sati and satipatthana is the same, uh, it's different. When you practice sati, uh, right mindfulness, uh, it is to be practiced in everyday life. Uh, and that is to be combined with right effort. You see, in everyday life, uh, if you're mindful, uh, what is the purpose of being mindful? There are some people, uh, they are mindful, they try to be mindful all the time. But they don't realize uh, what is the purpose of being mindful. I have seen uh, monkeys uh, much more mindful. Yeah, because when I live in the caves, uh, I look at the monkey. Uh, he's so mindful uh, when he walks on the branch. Uh, he has to notice uh, whether it's a dead branch or a live branch. If he steps on a dead branch, uh, he'll fall to his death. So uh, when he comes across a dead branch, uh, he will kick the dead branch to make it break uh, so that the baby behind him uh, does not fall. Uh, so they're extremely mindful. Any sound, uh, quickly they notice. Is there any danger? Can you be as mindful as them? <laughs> I think he practice mindfulness also, he cannot be as mindful of, as them. But we must remember, uh, when we practice mindfulness, uh, it is not for the sake of practicing mindfulness. It is for the sake of practicing right effort. Right mindfulness uh, must go hand in hand uh, with right effort. When we practice this too, uh, it's called vipassana. Vipassana is not what you practice in meditation. It is what you practice outside of meditation. There are some people, uh, uh, one Sile told me, uh, he asked the teacher, uh, he said, why your disciples, when they are in meditation, they are so mindful? When they are not in meditation, they are not mindful at all. I uh, see that some people think uh, that you practice mindfulness only in meditation. No, you're supposed to be mindful the whole day and night. So, when we meditate, uh, we have to practice satipatthana. When in everyday life, out of meditation, we practice sati together with right effort. Satipatthana, if you practice, uh, you are practicing samatha. In the suttas, a lot, a lot of people, they study, study the satipatthana sutta. They never study the satipatthana sangyutta. Satipatthana Sangyutta has many suttas uh, that explain uh, how to practice Satipatthana. So, a lot of teachers are uh, telling their students uh, that they are practicing Satipatthana, but they don't want to attain jhana. In the Satipatthana Sangyutta of the Sangyutta Nikaya, uh, there's one sutta uh, where the Buddha said, uh, if a monk practices Satipatthana, and does not attain samadhi, does not get rid of the hindrances, uh, does not attain pleasant abidings in this very life, uh, the Buddha said uh, that is a foolish, incompetent, unskillful monk. The Buddha said, uh, if you practice satipatthana correctly, uh, you must attain samadhi. You must get rid of the five hindrances uh, and attain pleasant abiding in this very life which is a term for the jhanas. Uh, so you see, 
Also in the Majjhima Nikaya Sutta 43, eh, it is said, eh, Satipatthana is the basis of Samadhi. In other words, eh, to attain Samadhi, eh, you must practice Satipatthana. And there's another sutta in the Satipatthana Sangyutta eh, to explain how to practice Satipatthana. The Buddha gave a simile. The Buddha said, eh, one day the most beautiful girl of the country came out. And the men saw and they clapped and they shouted, the most beautiful girl of the land. And more people came out and clapped their hands and asked her to sing and dance. So she sang and danced. And then one foreigner came along, one white lao. <laughs> they caught him uh, and forced him to hold a bowl of oil filled to the brim. And they told him, uh, you must walk in between the crowd of people. We will walk behind you with a long sword. If you drop, uh, if you spill even one drop of oil, uh, we'll cut off your head. So the Buddha said, this man uh, is forced to carry the bowl of oil uh, among the crowd of people. Does he dare to look at the beautiful girl? Uh? Dare not. Does he dare to look left and right? He dare not. All his attention uh, is on the bowl of oil, nothing else. All the time uh, his attention is there. The Buddha said, that is the way to practice Satipatthana. So you see, uh, Satipatthana is intense, unremitting mindfulness. Also, the Buddha said, if you practice Anapanasati uh, and you have unremitting mindfulness on the breath, uh, uh, you are perfecting Satipatthana. So you see, if you don't study these suttas, uh, you are brought the wrong way and you don't know. You think you are practicing Satipatthana, uh, you are not practicing Satipatthana. So you see, it's so important to... to to listen to the suttas, to the Buddha's words. So samatha is practicing satipatthana. And then vipassana in the suttas, Majjhima Nikaya 43, is these two factors, right effort and right mindfulness. And that you do in everyday life. We, we, in Chinese, we say nei kuan, watching inside. So we are mindful of our feelings, of our mind, uh, our body, everything, uh, to make sure we don't do bad karma, to make sure unwholesome states, we notice our anger, we notice our uh, pettiness, our selfishness, our arrogance, everything, uh, and we try to change our character. Uh. That is Siu Sing. Siu Sing is Siu Sing way, uh, change our character. So unless you are familiar with the suttas, uh, you are climbing up the wrong tree, Barking up the wrong tree, you don't know. <coughs> Many years ago, I went to Telo Intan to give a talk. And they told me one old lady has just died, one of their members. A few days before she died, uh, she was crying all the time. He asked her why. She said, uh, who has taken away my clothes? I'm naked. But everybody saw uh, she was wearing her clothes. That shows uh, she's going to be reborn as a naked ghost. And after that, she died. Then they asked me, how come? Uh, because she has been chanting Amitabha for, for 30 over years. She's been wasting her time. 30 over years. So you can practice wrongly uh, for 30 over years. Uh, in the end, uh, you go to the woeful plains of rebirth. What for? Rely on the Buddha. Don't rely on any other teacher. What I teach is not my Dhamma, you know, what I teach is the Buddha's Dhamma. Huh? 
So if you listen to the suttas, uh, it focuses attention. Uh, you certainly can become an Arya, at least Sotapanna. <laughs> um, Bhante, you said that uh, everyday life we, we have to practice the sati. So when we notice all this anger, arrogance, all this thing coming out, how how do we... Get rid of it. How, how? How? How do we overcome it? You got to have strength of mind. No? You don't have strength of mind. No? You cannot overcome it. That's why meditation is important. No? Meditation to get you to have strength of mind. No? And meditation means samatha, no? learning to focus your mind no? so that you have some muscle up here. And you determine not to get angry then then you, you actually stop getting angry. You know? This, the Buddha said, uh, if we think and ponder in a certain way, uh, it becomes our habit pattern. And we tend to think and ponder in that direction. For example, the Buddha said, uh, if a pers- person uh, every day watches pornography, uh, and then he's thinking always of sensual thoughts, uh, he has given up the thought of renunciation of sensual pleasures, uh, to pursue thoughts of, uh, pursue, uh, he has given up the, the, the thoughts of uh, renunciation of sensual pleasure uh, to pursue thoughts of sensual pleasure. Mm. So if a person um, gets angry uh, and he makes a habit of getting angry, uh, he'll always be angry. Uh, so he might be reborn as an animal. Uh. Uh, if by reading this uh, Satipatthana Samyutta on our own, we can do this meditation at home, or or how do, do we still need to come to the monastery to? No, you can listen to the suttas in my Dhamma talks. Huh? You can listen at home. You can also practice meditation at home. If you want some guidance, then you come to the monastery and practice, lah. No? Because your CD doesn't have a guided meditation, it's only about the suttas. We, every day from 12 to 1, uh, after lunch, uh, people can talk to me no, and ask questions. No. And also, every day about 6.30 to 7.30, we play our recorded talks. Uh, and after uh, listening to the recorded talks, uh, people can ask questions. No. So there are two times in a day uh, and people can ask questions. No. At, at your monastery. Yes, yes. Okay. Thank you, Vente. Venerable, um, in one of your talks, uh, I heard is Abhidhamma came after the Buddha has passed away. Hmm. That means the Abhidhamma was uh, written after the Buddha passing away. Yes. Because during the Emperor Asoka's time, uh, there was no Abhidhamma. According to historians, uh, uh, they say that uh, like during uh, when the Sangha split into many sects, uh, each of them created their own Abhidhamma. Due to time factor, we'll just allow one more last question. Please raise your hand if you have any more questions. Uh, Bante. The Buddha said the true Dharma would diminish after 500 years 
after he, he was gone. But it was salvaged by Emperor Asoka. Say again? It was salvaged by Emperor Asoka. No, it was not salvaged by... It was existing during Emperor Asoka's time because yeah. Emperor Asoka lived 250 years after the Buddha's passing yeah, away. Yes, exactly. So that means with the true Dharma being written by Emperor Asoka, so the fake Dharma won't appear at all. Say again? Am I safe to say that? The say. fake Dharma won't appear because the true Dharma is still in existence. No, 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 no. The Buddha said 500 years after his passing away, eh, fake Dharma will appear. And because fake Dharma is existing together with true Dharma, the Buddha said it's very difficult to distinguish which one is real, which one is fake. But, but now we have the true true Dhamma in the form of the five Nikayas. Together with fake Dhamma. Together with fake <laughs> Thank you. I thought we were safe. Okay. So some people are following fake Dhamma. They don't realize no? it's fake Dhamma. Okay, we are very grateful for such a wonderful talk tonight. Let us all rejoice and say sadhu three times. Sadhu, sadhu, sadhu. Brothers and sisters in the Dharma, to close tonight's session, with deep respect, we wish to invite Long Paul Dhamma Vudo Mahatera to lead us in a sharing of merits that we have accumulated with all sentient beings. Normally after the Dharma talk, huh? uh, I don't share merits. I invite the devas and devis uh, to rejoice with us. Uh, because when we listen to the Dhamma, we attain wisdom. Uh, uh, we cannot uh, share the wisdom with others. Uh. But when we listen to Dhamma talks, uh, Devas and Devis will also come to listen. Uh. And so we invite them to rejoice with us. Uh. And also in a way thank them uh, for making this place safe uh, so that we can practice the Dhamma. Uh. Please repeat after me. Ita vata cha amehi. Ita vata cha amehi. Sampatang punya sampatang. Sampatang punya sampatang. Sabe dewa. Sabe dewa. Sabe buta. Sabe buta. Sabe sata. Sabe sata. Anumodantu. Anumodantu. Sabha sampati. Sabha sampati. Siddhya. Siddhya. Sadhu. Sadhu.